Morning Reach Church. Now, if kids want to head to Reach Kids, they can do that right now. All right, off they go. All right, so this week, uh, we are once again looking at the church that Jesus loves so that we can say together with Christ, I love my church. Because Jesus has given the church to, as a gift to those who follow him, that we together are the church that we might love him because he first loved us. Now today, uh, we're looking at yet another one of those metaphors for how we can understand what the church is and how we can invest in the church and, and make the most of the church. And today, we're looking at the church as a building. The church as a building. Now, it, we're, we're separating out two weeks. Uh, oftentimes, we talk about the church as the temple. We'll talk about that in the future. But right now, we're just talking about the building. The building itself, for you contractors out there, uh, we're talking about the building. And... Paul talks about how he, God has given teachers and leaders in the church to, to be the contractors of this, this church, to help build it. But behind all of that is God building up us together as the church. And he ultimately uses this kind of analogy to say that we are investing in this building. We are building it up so that it might last for eternity. And that's where, like, the church is not just something that we come to on Sunday, we kind of get our fill and we leave. Like, the church is, is our mission to build it up and to, to build something that lasts for eternity. That in this church, we invest our lives, we invest in the kingdom, so that we might kind of see this eternal reward, so that we might have something to present that is beautiful to Christ. Something that'll, that'll honor him and we'll actually reflect our faithfulness. So my goal this morning is to, to help us build this church, to invest in the church in a way that is going to last, that this building we construct doesn't fall down at the final judgment, that it's not consumed by fire, it doesn't just melt away and crumble, so that the time we spend here in the church building it up is ultimately is effective and isn't in vain. So... Uh, we're going to talk about three things, three things this morning. We're talking about what a, what a good foundation for the church it looks like, what it looks like to build with actual good materials that are going to last, the things that are quality. And finally, we're going to look at what is, what, like, what is an internally valuable church? What does it ultimately do? What its, what its purpose is? So with that, um, let's turn to 1 Corinthians 3, verses 9 through 15. 1 Corinthians 3, verses 9 through 15. This is yet another letter that Paul, the apostle, one of the early builders of the church, right after Jesus Christ uh, died and was resurrected, he's writing to this church in Corinth. So 1 Corinthians 3, verses 9 through 15. Last, year, last week we saw that we are God's field, but now we're seeing that Verse 9, we are God's building. According to the grace of God given to me, like a skilled master builder, I laid a foundation, and someone else is building upon it. Let each one take care how he builds upon it. For no one can lay a foundation other than what, what, what which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if anyone builds on the foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each one's work will become manifest. 
for the day will disclose it, because it will be revealed by fire. And the fire will test what sort of work each has done. If the work that anyone has built on the foundation survives, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burnt up, he will suffer loss, though he, the, he himself will be saved, but only as through fire. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the church. We thank you that you have given us an opportunity to invest in your kingdom and to, to build something in this life that will last unto eternity. Father, I ask that you would help us to, to build something that is truly eternal. Father, would you show us the ways that we are still building according to the world, that we are, we are caught up in, in this world and not the one to come, the one that Jesus is building, the one that is all about him. Father, would you, would you change our lives? Would you change our, our motivations and our mission that they would truly align with your eternal plan, that they'd ultimately be about Jesus and not about ourselves? We pray this in Jesus Christ's name. All right, so good place to start. If you're building a house, you start with looking at the foundation. All right, the foundation. Now, Casey and I, we've been looking at houses. All right, you guys all know this. So uh, there's lots of examples here. Uh, unfortunately, negative examples mostly. Uh, we have not found the house. Uh, all right, so the first one. The first house we, we really like, kind of got invested in, we learned this, this problem with foundations. So we were going to... We were gonna, tear down this house to the studs and then rebuild it. We weren't going to do it. Uh, someone else is going to do it for us. We don't know how to do that. Um, <laughs> so we had JR come and, and look at it. And uh, so he takes a look at it. Uh, yeah, he could, he could do it, but he wanted to make sure the foundation was good. So uh, he peeled back the siding a little bit, gets a shovel, and starts shoveling out the foundation. Uh, for those of you who don't know, that's not supposed to be, uh, you're not supposed to be able to do that. <laughs> like he, and he just, this is the foundation, like dirt and some rocks. Uh, that's all there was. All right, what does that mean? That means uh, I was informed that your house is going to rot, your house is going to crumble into the ground, it's totally susceptible to everything, it's, it's not going to last. And the, the best advice that was given was what? <laughs> Actually, there's another option. Let's tear down the whole thing and build a new one. All right, that, that's, what, that's what JR proposed. He's a house builder, so oh, we weren't surprised. At, all right, so tear it all down. All right, now that is, that is the best advice that you can get. Tear it down and build a foundation. Now, you could, you could build a, a pretty building on top of it and kind of put your head under the sand or your house under the sand and, and pretend it's, there's no problem. All right, you'll be destroyed in the end. You'll be ruined because the foundation holds it all together. Now, Paul starts with the foundation. He says, if you don't get the foundation right, everything is going to collapse in the end. There's going to come a storm, the flood, the fire, and you better be on the right foundation. Now, we shouldn't be surprised that the foundation is nothing but Jesus. Is nothing but Jesus, verse 10 According to the grace of God given to me, like a skilled master builder, I laid a foundation. And someone else was building upon it. There's other teachers who were coming and they were building upon this foundation that, that Paul had laid. Let each one take, how he, take care how he builds upon it, for no one can lay a foundation other than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Which is Jesus Christ. 
All right, there's one foundation for the church. And if we are going to invest our lives in the church, if we are going to try to build something of value, something that's going to last, it has to rest upon Jesus and nothing but Jesus. Now, reminding you of what that foundation is, it's that Jesus Christ, he died and he rose from the dead. And we are saved not because we are good, but because he was good for us. That he gave us his eternal life, he took our sin upon himself, he was judged on our behalf, that he's gifting us with the gift of eternity and the gift of righteousness and the gift of, of perfection. That is, that is, the whole point of the church is to rest upon that fact. And as we kind of rest upon that foundation, things start to, to roll out of it. So if we're talking, okay, what is a Christian? What is a Christian? A Christian is someone who, who has believed in the death and resurrection of Jesus. A Christian is someone who, who loves and follows Jesus, who is a sinner saved by grace, saved by the work of Jesus. All right, notice whose name keeps coming up. All right, yes. All right, what is our purpose? What is our purpose? What is our mission? We go proclaim what Jesus has done. We go tell people about the work of Jesus, how to be saved by Jesus. Every teaching, every commandment should be a response to what Jesus has already done. That's how we treat this like the foundation. That if there's any commandment in here that we're called to follow, we should, it should be first, we look at the cross, and then we say, okay, how does, how does it give me power to do this? How, why do I want to do this? Why do I love Jesus? How can I, how can I honor him? That's the foundation. We need to keep going back to it. That's how we build upon this. Otherwise, like, it's going to fall. And Paul makes this clear because he's talking to people who are trying to build on other foundations. And we, as the church, try to build on other foundations besides Jesus. Now, the first one, and I think the, the primary one that we as a church are tempted to, to build our foundation upon, it's kind of this general God. The general God notion. And we think of, okay, like, yeah, I, I, I follow God. We, we've been given all these good things about God, and we just want to obey God and follow him. All right, that is another and a different foundation. That's a different foundation than, than Jesus. Now, what does this person sound like? When they say, okay, what's a Christian? What do they say? Well, I'm, a, I'm a follower of God. I, I love God. I, I want to obey God. I want to, I want to do the things that are in the good book. All right. Realistically, like, who else could say that? All right. Jews could say that. Muslims could say that. Hindu people could say that. Like, that's, that's nothing special. That's not the point. If we're just saying, like, yeah, we just generally try hard and want to, want to honor God... That's not a Christian notion. That has nothing to do with Jesus. It's, it's off the foundation. All right, when we talk about what, what our mission is and what we're going to go tell people, too often we, we think, okay, I want to go tell people how they can obey God better. Or how, like, what, what the real laws are. They, I want to tell them what's in here and, and get them right back on the, on the path. 
all right, that's not our mission. Our mission is to tell, tell people about Jesus, what Jesus has done, how Jesus is the only one who has perfectly followed God and obeyed God. All right, what's our motivation? In, in this kind of structure, it says our motivation is like, is fear or guilt or shame or, or pride and self-righteousness. Like, no, we're cutting all that out. We're saying our, our only motivation should be to, to love Jesus because he has loved us first, to respond the grace he's always, already given us. Because in the end, in the end, if we are building the church, if we are building our lives upon just this general following of God and our works and what we've done, it's going to fall apart. Because there are holes in our righteousness, there's holes in our works, there's holes in our obedience. That that guilt and fear, it, it isn't strong enough to make us truly obedient. And it's going to crumble in the end. And we'd be building in vain. All right. Now, if you're looking at your life and you're saying, okay, like, I think I have built upon that foundation, what do you need to do? All right, even if you're looking at this, this building that you've built upon the foundation of just general obedience and following God, like, I don't care what kind of mansion it looks like and how beautiful it looks, like, it is going to come down. And it's going to come down because you tear it down because you realize there's no foundation, or you're going to tear it down it's going to be torn down for you in the, in the final judgment. And we don't want to be a church that says, like, look, look at all, like, what we've built. And, like, yeah, maybe the foundation's not right. But, like, look, look, let's keep building. Like, no. We need to be ready to tear the thing down and, and rebuild on Jesus. And that's where all the things that we do just because, like, oh, yeah, I'm supposed to. Or, like, yeah, I, I, I have to. Or I'm just supposed to do that, like, even those kind of things, they're not on the foundation. If it's not saying, like, I'm excited about this because Jesus, Jesus has died for me. Jesus has given me life. Like, I want to do this. Those things are off the foundation, too. We need to start tearing those things down and asking, like, what does is, what is the real response to the gospel look like? Building on the foundation. Now, there are lots of other false foundations out there. This is kind of the religious one. This is the pharisaical one. This is the one that the church people tend to fall into. But there's other ones that kind of secular people fall into. And they're building, they're building foundations and they're building their houses. And it's not the church that they're building. It's, it's something off over here. And maybe you're building your life upon kind of your, your general happiness, your, your success, your family life, just like, I just, just a, a life according to the world. I don't want to say you're in the exact same boat as the religious person that in the end the foundations are going to shake. We're told that the, the earth is going to be reduced to its pillars. All right, in, in modern language, that would say like the tectonic plates are going to melt. All right, and turn to sand and crumble away and like, Literally, the only foundation left will be Jesus. And this, this found, these kind of foundations of the world and our, our happiness, 
I think we see they, they don't even last a whole lifetime. That they start to crumble away way, way before. When there are sorrows and there are, there are troubles that break down that foundation, even in this life. Now, when that happens, when that happens, and it will happen, and that those kind of foundations start to break away, all right, you have two choices. Right, you can shake your fist at God and say, like, I hate you, God. I, I was trying to build something here. Why, how dare you tear it down? All right, or you can realize that, like, God, thank you for tearing down this house because it showed me the foundation. It showed me that there was nothing there. And it's your opportunity to build upon Jesus once again. To see that Jesus is the only thing that's going to last, that you cannot save yourself, you cannot find joy in a fallen world that is going to die and pass away. You can't find real life here. All right. What foundation are we building upon? When you're talking to people, trying to build them into the church, what, what foundation are you giving them? When we talk to each other, what kind of foundation are we assuming? It should only and can ever only be Jesus, his death and resurrection, his salvation of us. It's the only thing that's going to last. All right. Now, that takes us now to how we build upon this foundation. And the thing is, all right, you want the, you want the building materials to be just as quality as the foundation. All right, second house story. All right. Uh, all right, we had a second house that we really liked. Uh, we, actually, we actually put an offer in on this one, so we had to get the inspector out. All right, the inspector went under the house, comes up from under the house. We asked him, like, how did it go? Like, bad. Really, really bad. And what do you find? Okay, so the foundation was okay. It was there. It existed, so that's good. Uh, but everything that was used to build on that foundation was utter trash. All right. The things were rotten. They were just using random two-by-fours they found in the, the back of their truck. There were piles of cinder blocks holding things together. Like, the wedges that we used to hold up doors, like, those were, like, used to, like, you know, like, hammer that in there and make it level. All right. Just trash that, like, will not last. And there's a certain, I learned, there's a certain grade of material you're supposed to use that, that doesn't just decay in seconds, and, and they didn't use that stuff. All right, so uh, that one we just ran from. Because um, it, it, it wasn't prepared for, to be lived in for a long time. All right, the house that we are trying to build here, the church we are building together, it's supposed to last for eternity. All right, need some quality materials here. Verse 12. Now, if anyone builds on the foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each one's work will become manifest. For the day will disclose it because it will be revealed by fire. And the fire will test what sort of work each one has done. All right, so there are building materials of various grades, some eternal and some that will not last. All right, I want to make sure we're all on the same page here, because this is not, it, it, when Paul says this, it's not what we might expect. All right, when he's talking about the builders, he's not first and foremost talking about 
the general church people. All right, what he's talking about is the teachers and the preachers, that they are the builders, people like Apollos, people like Paul. And he's saying, I laid the foundation, and now you have these teachers, and they are building this church, and, and we together are kind of in the midst of it. All right, so what does that mean? That means that the building materials here are not good works. They're not good works. Instead, what are they? They are the doctrines and teachings that are given to the people and, and meant to build them up. That when, when someone preaches a sermon, that's another building block, and they're saying, here, here church, here, take this and, and build with it. Build yourself up with it. Grow with it. And Paul is saying that some of that teaching, some of those truths are trash, and some of them are eternal. So your response here is not so much to say, like, well, uh, what are the materials of my life kind of thing. It's, it's asking yourself, is this what is being given to me eternal, or is it going to waste away? Is this teaching that has been given me going to last forever or not? And that's where I know that you guys have a lot of other people speaking into your lives. You have other teachers, you have other preachers, you have other doctrines and truths. You need to ask yourself, okay, should I take this and like let it be built into the church or not? Now, when beyond that then, you guys all become teachers and builders yourselves. You start giving these things that you have, you've received to other people. That you all have, you have become teachers and, and tell each other what to do and what kind of building materials are given to each other to build the church up. Now, with that in mind, uh, there are some things that are gold and silver and precious stones. Just these are non-flammable things. That's why they're that's why they last forever. Because there's there's a fire that's going to come and refine the things that are good, the things that are eternal, and destroy everything that is is merely of this world, is temporal, is of ourselves. And so certain teachers, their teachings, certain doctrines are eternal. And they're kind of the same stuff as the foundation. So teachings like like that. You should die to your desires and live to your desires for Christ. The, 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 the things that Jesus loves are more lovable, and we should give ourselves to those things first. Or that we for, for, forgive those who hate us and those who hurt us, just as Jesus Christ forgave us. That we should recognize that, that suffering can be turned into glory, just, because, just like the, the cross, suffering and death turn into glory for Jesus. All right, notice that all these things talked about Jesus. They're, they're related to him. They're talking about the resurrection and eternal life and the world to come. Like They're based in eternity. And they're not complete yet. And for in some way, we can't even see the, the fruit of them until we reach eternity. They're based there. They're, they're of that world. All right, when we look at doctrines and we look at teachings, we should ask, like, okay, is this assuming that this life is all there is? Or is it assuming that Jesus is going to come back and, and establish a kingdom based upon very different principles to believe in, in eternity and, and the resurrection? 
If the doctrine and the teaching is based in that, then yeah, build it up. Build the church upon it. Call each other to those things. Those things are gold and silver and precious stones. All right, there's other things that are tender for the fire. All right, so it's uh, straw and hay. All right, these are the things that are, that are just, even the three little pigs knew that this wasn't good material, all right? Like, it blows away, nonetheless it burns. Um, and honestly, like, we should, be, we should be mature enough to see those things for what they are and see that, that they're just going to burn and blow, all right? So things like, well, like, just be happy. And, and like, why would God want to, like, take your, your happiness from you? And God wants you to have nice things. And, like, or, or just rules that are like, well, well, like, no, you're not allowed to do that. Like, the Bible says I am allowed to do that. That's dumb. Like, these things are just the inventions of men, and they're all about this world, and, and they're just wrong. All right. Some things are just not true, and they're not going to last. All right. So uh, they're usually from the, they're usually not from the Bible. They're from kind of psychology and piecings together of pieces of Scripture, but don't really get the whole picture of Jesus and his death and resurrection. Um, an example of this. All right, I'm going to pay for this, but all right. Uh, an example of this. Uh, you can talk to me later, because some of you might not like it. Um, the toxic people principle. All right, this is a theology. It is a theology and a, a view of humanity and what we're called to. And what it essentially says is some people are just poisonous. They are toxic, and they sprinkle their toxic fairy dust. That's the language that they use. Um, and, and just poison your life. And you know what, like, you're, you're, you deserve to have people who build you up and make you happy in life. And so if they don't do that, cut them out. All right, that's the theology of toxic people. Now, we have to assess those kind of things. And be like, okay, like, what are the, what's the foundation there? What's it built upon? All right, uh, let's ask, let's put, it helps to do this, like, did Jesus do that? All right, who are the toxic people in Jesus' life? Everyone. Everyone was a toxic person. <laughs> All right, let's start with his mother. I don't like, like, oh, little Mary, like, Virgin, Virgin Mary, like, oh, she's so sweet. Like, <laughs> okay, like, do you remember that story where she recruits, like, him and, and all his brothers to come meet Jesus and tell him he's crazy? And say, like, Jesus, you need to stop teaching because, like, you're nuts and just come back home. All right, that wasn't building him up. That wasn't helping him be his best self. Uh, and that's where, like, moms, you guys get the most toxic. All moms are toxic, apparently. Um, <laughs> all right. But what did he do? Like, he, he didn't listen. But, like, he sticks with her. She becomes a believer. He, he gives John over to, to her, like, like, take care of this woman. He didn't cut her out. All right, his disciples, his disciples. All right, the disciples, they, they constantly wanted him to bring the kingdom and were constantly discontent with everything he was doing. We're totally against his plan. Jesus says he's going to go die on the cross to save humanity from their sins. And what does Peter say? Like, no, you won't. That's dumb. Uh, <laughs> all right, like... 
All right, not a helpful building up kind of person. All right, then you have the whole nation of, of Israel, Jews and Gentiles, screaming out to crucify him. And Jesus, hanging on the cross, dying for their sins, says, forgive them for they know not what they do. All right. That's how Jesus treats toxic people. We are toxic people to Jesus. And we just have to think, like, in those categories, like, okay, there, there's a larger thing going on here. The foundation of my happiness shouldn't then be how I build up my, my life and, my, and the church. If we cut out all the toxic people in the church, <laughs> you would cut me out, I would cut you out, we'd all cut each other out, and there'd be no church. Like That literally would destroy the church. And it would not last an eternity because it wouldn't last another week. All right, we have to be careful with this kind of stuff. Now, I'm not saying you should just run full force with every single person that you meet and accept everything. Like, no, Jesus didn't do that either. You can rebuke them and you can love them well. Uh, we, have to, we have to test these doctrines. And some things just burn. And they're just for this life. They don't please the Lord. They're, they're not what the church is supposed to be built upon. All right, this last category is kind of interesting. So uh, the things that are wood, that are wood. All right, most of you don't have gold houses, in my understanding. Um, maybe, you, I haven't been to all your houses. But, um, and we think, okay, wood is, wood is like a pretty good material. It lasts, it's what everything is built upon. And we think like, okay, like, right, there's that category in the Christian life where there's things where it's like generally good things. And general wisdom. Like, oh, like, invest your money well and, like, be wise with how you make decisions and, and plan for retirement. Like, okay, that's wood. It's wood. It's, like, not terrible. You could build a house with it. But we have to be careful here. Because we're not just testing our house to, to last a lifetime. We're testing this house to last eternity. And, like, the judgment of fire and the eternity to come, like, has different standards. And you could say, like, I was wise and I invested my money well, but you didn't invest in the kingdom and it didn't become eternal. That's where there's, like, there's even larger categories that challenge us more than just, like, the Proverbs will. And we have to have an eternal mindset, an eternal focus. And we give those, give those to people. And we encourage each other in those things. And we, we bring those kind of teachings into our hearts and our minds and our lives. Like, we will be built up. And we'll build something that's, that's ready for eternity. We'll build people into the church. And they'll be on a foundation that they can stand on. And they'll build their lives upon Jesus. And build their lives ready for eternity. That's the goal. And the thing is that when we do that, when we do that, we have meaning and we have purpose and we invest our lives well. Verse 14. If the work that anyone has built upon the foundation survives, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burnt up, he will suffer loss, though he himself will be saved, but only as through fire. All right. We want to be those who, who receive a reward, who make it to eternity and can, like, can say that 
we have been longing to see Jesus and like been preparing for this day and that we had we have set forth this building and like we lived according to the principles there and not the principles here. Now, why do we do it? Why do you care? Ultimately, it comes back to Jesus once again. Like we want to be with Jesus. We want the things of, of Jesus more than we want the things here. We want to love him. We want to please him. We want to be like him. We want to invite people into the salvation that Jesus has given us. We want to see the principles of Jesus, not the principles of the world, become the, the rules of the kingdom. All right, that's why we do it. Because we want to love him and we want to build upon him. We don't want to forget the cross. We want to honor him and present the cross in all of its beauty for all eternity here and there. Amen? All right. Any questions? Any questions? It's about toxic people. I'll, I'll, careful. <laughs> all right. Anything? It is, isn't it? Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, no, this is good truth. This is good truth. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that's where, like, we are looking for something so much better than the, than the world, and there's so much more before us. Why would we live for this little blip of, of life and when there's eternity of, of joy ahead of us? Absolutely. All right. Yeah, Shannon. Yes. Yeah, no, okay, yeah. <laughs> what, so, yeah, so how do we treat toxic people? And that's where uh, we have larger categories than my happiness should translate to my cutting them out. Um, because, like, family is family, and they're there, and, like, that doesn't work. Um, that's where there's lots of things that we're called to do, and Jesus is, he treats different people differently. Uh, maybe we're called to be patient. Maybe we're called to, to speak the truth into their lives, hard truth that will make them mad at us. Um, and we'll have to pay for later, but like, that's our, that's our cross to bear. It might be that we're called to, to pray for them. We pray for our enemies, that we, we die for them. There are a lot more categories here. It might be that we have to constantly battle the lies that they tell us with truth and, and just believe and, and rest upon Jesus and see him and focus on him and not try to appease them and approve, get their approval. Like, there's so much more that we're called to. And when we do those things, yes, we are dying to ourselves. We are suffering unto glory. We are honoring him more than we honor ourselves. And those kind of things are are gold and silver, and they're going to last. And they're really hard to do, and we have to have, be strengthened by Jesus to do it and have our hope there to do it. That's a start, Shana. That's, that's not everything. Sorry.
happiness and not hardship and not sorrow, and they build their theology on that. Right. Is that a bad foundation <laughs> or is it bad material? And are they saved? <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, so what do, we, what do we do with churches that are very, like, happiness and uh, prosperity, yeah, looking for prosperity um, and are, are preaching and teaching that? Um, is, that a, is that a foundational problem or is that a building material problem? Um, it depends. It depends. Uh, if they're... If they think that, like, the cross naturally leads to that, then I th- and, like, they're trusting in Jesus and just have the promises wrong, then I think that would be a building material problem. If they think that ultimate life is really about their happiness and, like, that they're not really called to worship, that they didn't really need the cross, the cross isn't there to save them, it's just to help them be happy, then that would be a foundational problem. Um... Now, what is, the, what is that, that work, either foundational or material-wise, going to result in? It's going to destroy the church because it's going to destroy the lives of the people in the church. Because there are going to be some people who have suffering, and they're going to be treated like they are unfaithful, or they are bad Christians, or they are sinners because they are suffering, which is just utterly cruel and so contrary to Scripture. Yeah, yeah, or they're going to willingly leave the church because it's right right and that's where they're just not preparing people for eternity and they're building people up but not giving them anything to stand on um and that's where we have to be careful all right if if you listen to something and you never hear the name of jesus like you should be careful if you're listening to something and they're they're all about Right here and now, and it just sounds really good and too good to be true, like it probably is. All right, that's always the policy. Um, and I would challenge us if we don't talk about Jesus that much, if we don't say the name of Jesus, if we're always kind of only saying like God and Lord, and uh, there's a problem. We want to make sure that we're getting to Jesus. All right, All right let's pray. Father, we thank you for the church. We thank you that you are, you are building us up. That you've given us everything that we need to stand onto eternity. And Father, we ask that we would not stray from that foundation. And we, we love standing on the foundation of Jesus because it's standing upon grace and mercy and forgiveness. And not ourselves, but what you have done. Father, why would we want to build anything on that? And Father, we ask that we would not waste our lives here in this present life, but that we would look to eternity, knowing that you have guaranteed it, you have, you have loved us, and you have put it forth in Jesus. And Father, would you give us an abundance of faith? Would you give us an abundance of perseverance? Would we actually do these things for your glory, that we may enjoy you in them, that we may honor you, that we may love you, We pray this to your glory. We ask that we do it to your glory. And we pray in Jesus Christ's name.